there, and welcome to Following the Truth. My name is Gary Zimak. Today is Tuesday. It's May the 18th. Thanks so much for stopping by and hanging out with me. We're going to continue our discussion of the Holy Spirit as we as we move into Pentecost. This Sunday is Pentecost Sunday, so I thought it's appropriate to once again look at the daily Mass readings and, and focus on the Holy Spirit, because this is big. This is the one time of the year that the Holy Spirit really gets a lot of attention. I, you know, I think we we should be focused more on the Holy Spirit throughout the year, and that's what I do try to talk about, the Holy Spirit. I did write a book, Let Go of Anger and Stress, all about the fruits of the Holy Spirit, but look, I think it's good that the, the Holy Spirit is discussed at Pentecost Sunday. But again, when we look at these readings, I've been saying this uh, for the, you know, I've been slipping this in for the past few days. We don't want to diminish the Holy Spirit. We don't want to relegate the Holy Spirit to uh, this nice little old dove that that whispers things in our ear and gives us little nudges. The Holy Spirit's got some power. When we let the Holy Spirit work through us, we're going to look like Jesus to other people. And and you know what? That's pretty good. I mean, how cool is that? So let's talk about the Holy Spirit. Let's talk about what we need to do to unleash the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And, and really, I think the key for us, the key for us to remember is that, yes, there is something that we need to do to unleash the power of the Holy Spirit. But you know what? Here's the deal. It's very simple. There's not too much. It's not complicated. But we just need to keep doing it, you know? I, I think that is a big problem for many of us. The idea that even when it comes to prayer, that am I am I praying to get what I want accomplished? It's not. I'm not saying we necessarily are praying for our needs, but maybe I'm praying for somebody who is sick. And I think if if we're not careful, we can fall into this, well, I've got to say the right words and I've got to say them the right number of times in order for this to come about, this healing to take place. And and really, if 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 that's our, our mindset or our thought process, it, we're, we're going to be, we're, we're working extra hard and we might be missing the point. I, you know, um, I, and I think I, I'm somebody who tends to do that and that's why I can relate I have a tendency to work really hard to make things happen. And if if things aren't happening, well, then I just work harder. Sometimes with our prayers, that's not the way the Lord wants us to do it. He wants our heart. He wants us to pray from our heart and trust Him with the results. For control freaks like me, that, that's not easy. But it's the same thing with the Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit sounds too simple. I've got to say more than that. Now, look, I'm not downplaying more complicated prayers i'm not compli- I'm, I'm not saying we shouldn't pray novenas because that's a great thing if you're praying them from the heart i'm not saying we shouldn't pray lengthy prayers if if we're feeling it i mean that's fine but i think we want to get to the point where we are praying and then trusting that god will respond in the best way possible and not try to say more words to make him change his mind. So listen, come Holy Spirit is a very valid prayer. When you say come Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit's not going to say, you didn't say enough, you need to pray more because I'm not coming. <laughs> if you say come Holy Spirit, the, come, the Holy Spirit's going to come alive. And I, I think, and this is, this is my observation, it's my suggestion, I've seen this play out in my life, that if we want the Holy Spirit to really work 
in our lives, to really change us, to really transform us into the image of Jesus, which is one of his jobs, we have to repeatedly invite him. You know, certainly every day, possibly throughout the day, before big situations, before important meetings or uh, different uh, occasions, or even when we pray or read scripture, come Holy Spirit, please inspire me. You know, it's a good thing. So you'll hear me uh, in a few minutes. We're going to start by praying. And I always ask for a special outpouring of the Spirit so that my words can be guided by the Holy Spirit. And and I really mean that. I, I believe that the Lord has given me this ability to hang out with you each day. And I don't want to mess this up. I really want to deliver the message that he wants me to deliver. And I can deliver a much better message with his help, with the help of his Spirit, than I can on my own. So when I'm praying those words, I am really feeling them. I really am. Um, anyway, let's pray and then we'll talk more about it. Okay, sound good? In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Dear Father in heaven, thank you so much for being here for us today. Thank you, Father, for loving us into existence. Father, thank you for sending your Son, Jesus, to draw us close to you. Thank you, Father, for the gift of the Holy Spirit. And as we get ready to celebrate Pentecost Sunday, Father, we are extremely grateful Extremely grateful for the gift of the Holy Spirit working in our lives. Father, we are so thankful that you are always willing to come to our assistance whenever we ask for help. We're we're grateful that you set up a set of circumstances, uh, uh, this set of circumstances in our lives, which guide us closer to you and ultimately closer to our home in heaven. We realize that anything that happens to us only happens with your permission. So with that in mind, we give you thanks for everything that has happened up until this point in the day, and we give thanks for everything that will happen in the future. We pray, Father, that you protect us from the 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 snares and the trap of the evil one, and that we stay free from committing sin today. Father, may your will be done, and we ask that you provide us to get, with our daily bread, whatever it is that we need, both spiritually and materially. We ask, Father, that you provide us with uh, whatever that is. And Father, I I offer up prayers for all of the um, for all the people who are suffering in the world, whether they're suffering from illness or from any kind of other ailment or affliction. We pray for relief from anyone who is suffering. We pray for a continued end to the coronavirus. Uh, it appears that things are heading in the right direction and that the virus is being defeated. And we're so grateful for that, Father, because that is only happening because of your 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 providential care. We're so grateful for that. Um, we lift up all of our own personal needs. And Father, I ask you to send your spirit upon me today to give me the words for this program so that I can deliver your message. And also, Father, please open our minds and our hearts, all of our minds and hearts, to hear what you have to say, to be willing to put it into practice, and then to go and actually put it into practice in the world. Father, we ask these things in the name above all names, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We ask these in his name through the intercession of the Holy Spirit. Father, we thank you and we, we praise you and we give you the glory. Amen. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, thank you for praying with me. I really believe that when I pray, something happens. But, you know, this is not the way I typically am. I'm 
I'm typically, I'm a very black and white person. When I ask for something in prayer, especially when I first started praying, I would expect to see concrete results. And, and I would get frustrated if I was praying for a particular intention and I didn't get what I wanted right when I wanted it. You know, we don't typically pray for things. And when I say we, I'm primarily talking about me. Many of us, I'll just say me, how's that? I'll leave you out of this <laughs> at the risk of insulting you. I'll, I'll just say typically when I want something from the Lord, I don't say, hey, Lord, take your time, two weeks, a month, two years, that's fine. No, normally it's, I want it now. And where is it, right? <laughs> so that's, I have the tendency to do that. But it, it takes trust, you know, it takes trust to ask for something from the Lord. And then you hear nothing, you feel nothing, you see nothing. And you say, all right, Lord, thank you for hearing that prayer. I'm trusting you're working behind the scenes. And I'm trusting also that if you don't want me to have it, you're going to say no, and that's good enough. I'm going to thank you for it. You know, I can do all of that no matter how I feel. I could say thank you even if I'm not happy with the outcome. And I've done that. It's It hurts. It's not fun. But I've learned that that's a, a very good thing to do. That really helps you grow closer to the Lord when you, when, you, when you learn to pray like that. So anyway, lots of stuff going on. Um, I have a lot of comments today, but uh, I want to look at these readings as we prepare for Pentecost. If you are a first-time listener to the show, my name is Gary Zimek. I want to thank you for joining me. There's always an extra seat at the table, so feel free to invite your friends. As we sit around, we talk about Jesus, we talk about the Father, we talk about the Holy Spirit. And we talk about what it means to be followers of Jesus Christ. More importantly, we talk about the hope that comes from placing our lives in the hands of our loving Father in heaven. You know, that's that's really what it comes about. That's what it comes down to. And in the gospel today, let's see. Yeah, I'll be able to get to the gospel. The gospel from today's Mass, we're going to see a conversation between Jesus and his Father. We're going to get some really neat insight. Uh, just prior to our Lord's being taken captive and put to death for our sake, we see this conversation, this intimate conversation that he has with his father. We get to eavesdrop a little bit. So it, it gives us an idea of how Jesus prayed. Sometimes we, we struggle with the idea that Jesus prayed and we wonder, well, what did he say? Well, this gives us an idea of what his prayer was like and if you're going to model your prayer after anybody's, I think Jesus is a good person to choose to model your prayer after. So that will be in today's gospel. We will keep the focus on the Holy Spirit, especially in the first reading, as we head into Pentecost Sunday. Getting back to the intros, if you're new to the program, or even if you're not new, you can find out more about my ministry by going to my website, which is followingthetruth.com, followingthetruth.com. Um, all right, let's talk about these readings today. So as we conclude the Easter season, which pretty much is this week, this week is the end of the Easter season, then we're going to go back into ordinary time. We've been in the Easter season for 50 days. Uh, it, it's It's been a long time, and that's a good thing because we never want to lose sight of this fact that Jesus Christ rose from the dead to free us from the burden of sin and also to free us from all of the other burdens that we face in our lives. And look, I'm even going to put, uh, well, certainly anxiety is one of them, but, but I'm going to put sickness in there as well. Now, this doesn't mean that 
the Lord will always give us a a physical healing if that's what we pray for. But he can liberate us no matter whether he does, whether he doesn't. He can liberate us from the the stress. I mean, the the thing that makes sickness worse or the, 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 is the, the, the thing that causes us to suffer the most, I think, from sickness is the, the, the stress that comes along with, it, how's this going to end? Am I ever going to get better? What if I don't get better? You know, the, the what ifs and some of the frustration of, oh, well, now I'm not going to be able to do my work. Or, you know, other than the actual physical illness enough, there's a lot of other burdens that come from physical sickness. But the Lord Jesus, through his crucifixion and his rising from the dead, one of the things he did was free us from that burden so that, again, I can't promise you he will always grant a physical healing, but I do recommend that you always pray for a physical healing. At least give him the chance. But what I do guarantee is that he can give you peace. He can heal your anxiety in the midst of your your suffering, if if you're suffering from a physical illness. And I think a lot of times we we don't even expect that, or we don't even know that it's possible. You know, I just I'm sick, so therefore I'm, I have to be miserable. Well, not really. And through the Lord's power, through that power of the Holy Spirit working in you, it is possible to have that burden lifted from you, so that you could be peaceful even in the midst of illness. It it is possible, and that's due to Jesus coming to earth, dying on the cross, rising from the dead, and sending his Holy Spirit to us. You know, it's an amazing gift that he gives us. We don't want to turn that down. So let's look at the the first reading from today's Mass. It's actually the Apostles, chapter 20, verses 17 through 27. All right, here's what we got. From Miletus, Paul had the presbyters of the church at Ephesus summoned. When they came to him, he addressed them. You know how I lived among you the whole time from the day I first came to the province of Asia. I served the Lord with all humility and with the tears and trials that came to me because of the plots of the Jews. And I did not at all shrink from telling you what was for your benefit or from teaching you in public, or in your homes. I earnestly bore witness for both Jews and Greeks to repentance before God and to faith in our Lord Jesus. Now listen to this part. But now, compelled by the Spirit, I am going to Jerusalem. See, what's happening here is St. Paul is being told by the Holy Spirit to go to Jerusalem. Now, how exactly that happened, I don't know. Probably he got a thought, he got a feeling, he got you know the, he got this this desire to go to Jerusalem. I don't, I can't say for sure. It it could have been specific words, audible words from the Holy Spirit, but generally speaking, that's not how it works. But the Spirit moved him to go to Jerusalem. What will happen to me there, I do not know except that in one city after another, the Holy Spirit has been warning me that imprisonment and hardships await me. So here's an example. One city after another, St. Paul is warned by the Holy Spirit that hardships and imprisonments await him. Now here the Holy Spirit says, okay, now Paul, I need you to go to Jerusalem, but I'm not going to tell you what's going to happen to you there. But in the meantime... All these places he's going to, he's getting these inspirations that hardships 
and uh, imprisonment await you. This is not a, a really pretty picture, is it? But yet, check this out. He is still willing to go to Jerusalem, even though he, it hasn't been told to him what's going to happen. Paul is not focused on what will happen in the future. The Spirit tells him to go, he goes. And oftentimes, the way the Holy Spirit works in our lives, when he wants us to do something, is to give us the task at hand. Do this, do that, do something. And we often, in response, say, well, yeah, but how is this going to turn out? I'm not sure I can do this because I don't know it will turn out, how it will turn out. I'm not saying be be uh, irresponsible about it. Quit your job so you, you're not sure how you're going to provide for your family and just go out and find something else. I, I, I think there's more to it than that. You want to discern. You want to pray about it. Maybe you want to get some advice from trusted friends and advisors before you do that. Sometimes you got to get out of the boat. you got to take that chance even though you, you're, the results are not guaranteed. But I believe that it's wise to pray and ask for discernment from the Holy Spirit. What should I do? Bring it to prayer. Be patient if you can. And then sometimes you're just going to have to take that first step, not fully being guaranteed of what will happen to you. That's the way the Lord works. And oftentimes, He will bless us greatly when we're obedient like that. So Paul's willing to take the risk. He has a feeling that some bad stuff could happen, but he's still going to go because that's what the Holy Spirit's telling him to do. Listen to this. Yet, I consider life of no importance to me if only I may finish my course and the ministry that I received from the Lord Jesus to bear witness to the gospel of God's grace. Paul's saying it really doesn't matter what happens to me. I just care that I finish the job that the Lord gave me to do, to do what he asked me to do. It really doesn't matter what's going to happen to me. What matters is that I carry out the task the Lord gave me to do. What a, what an incredibly good uh, attitude to have when it comes to serving the Lord. And, and really, that's the attitude we should all have, but we're not all there yet. I know I'm not. You know, I I say, yes, I surrender my life completely to Jesus, but then something happens and I think, well, I don't know if I can go along with that or I get, I'm disappointed or I'm discouraged and I complain when things don't go my way. Well, that's not the illustration of a surrendered life. So, you you know, we can sometimes think, well, that's not that big of a deal. Everybody acts like that. Well, we should be striving with the help of the Spirit to get better and to not complain or to not step out in faith sometimes when we feel we're being called to do it. Paul gives us an example. Paul Paul admits that he's weak in his writings. He admits that he's weak, but he also is very clear with his words, when I am weak, then I am strong. You know, it's okay to be weak, but what's not okay is to be weak and say, well, I'm not going to ask God for help. And therefore, I'm not going to just, I'm not going to do anything because I am too weak. If, if the Lord wants you to do something, then he expects you to ask for help. And then with his help, you're going to be able to do whatever it is that he he is asking you to do. And I, re- I realize I'm speaking in general terms, so it's, it's hard. What, what he might be asking you to do is different than what he might be asking me to do. But to give you an example in my life, 
there have been times when I felt I was supposed to write a book. And then I'd wake up in a panic thinking, I have no idea how I'm going to get through this. But I would pray about it. And th- and when the desire persisted, then I would just say, all right, Lord, you got to write it for me. And it would flow naturally. There were times when I thought he wanted me to do something and it wouldn't flow. And then I would realize that he probably doesn't want me to do this. But if he wants you to do something, he will give you what you need to make it possible, to make it happen. All right? and But, you know, sometimes he lets you fail too. And that's how he guides you along the way. Okay. So Paul then cl- concludes by saying, But now I know that none of you to whom I preach the kingdom during my travels will ever see my face again. And so I solemnly declare to you this day that I am not responsible for the blood of any of you, for I did not shrink from proclaiming to you the entire plan of God. Paul can say this in good conscience, knowing that he didn't hold back, he didn't wimp out, he delivered the message, even though it might not have always been a popular message. And there are times when, on this program, I have to tell you things that I don't. I would rather not tell you, but i got to give you the truth in the same way that, uh, that Paul had to deliver the truth. You know, I pray for guidance. I pray that the Lord use me to deliver his message. And therefore, sometimes I have to say things that are unpopular, as did Paul. Because ultimately, Paul, me, and you, we are all going to be accountable to God. We'll be judged one day for how we shared the good news, or if we didn't share the good news, how we treated the poor, how we treated those um, in our families, how we treated our coworkers, how we lived our lives. We're going to be judged one day. And it's not like this is a surprise. We know this is coming. That's why it's so important to not put off things until the future, because we don't know what tomorrow will bring. We want to make sure that we are doing today all that the Lord wants us to do and to treat each day as if it's our last. That's a very healthy way to live. Paul didn't know what's going to happen in the future, but he knew that right now he had a job to do and he did it. The Holy Spirit led Paul to go to Jerusalem. The Holy Spirit will lead you too to do whatever it is that you're supposed to do today. Oftentimes, it's just whatever your state in life dictates. You go to work, you take care of your kids, you um, you go to church, whatever, whatever you typically do based on your state in life, that's generally what, uh, what the Lord wants you to do this day. Then you have various interactions as you go about your business, but just let the Holy Spirit guide you. Ask the Holy Spirit to guide you. Lead me, Holy Spirit, today to bring other souls to the Lord. Help me lead other souls to Jesus. Send me people. Let me help people this day. You know, let the Holy Spirit do some work. I mean, it sounds funny, but ask the Holy Spirit. Okay, so the gospel is from John chapter 17, begins in verse 1. Jesus raised his eyes to heaven and said, now listen, this is going to be the rest of this gospel passage is going to be Jesus talking to his father. Just just listen to this and picture Jesus talking to his father. Father, the hour has come. Give glory to your son so that your son may glorify you just as you gave him authority over all people so that your son may give eternal life to all you gave him. Now this is eternal life that they should know you 
the one true God, the only true God, I'm sorry, and the one whom you sent, Jesus Christ. I glorified you on earth by accomplishing the work that you gave me to do. Now glorify me, Father, with you, with the glory that I had with you before the world began. Now Jesus is getting ready to be crucified, which is the culmination of his his work on earth, you know, the main job he, he came to, to do. So he's having this conversation with his father, and he's essentially saying, I've given, I glorified you on earth by accomplishing the work that you gave me to do, which is exactly what Paul was saying. Paul had work to do. He was nearing the end of his life, he believed, and I'm sure the Holy Spirit was telling him some of this information. And uh, he was saying, look, I, I did what I was supposed to do, which essentially is what Jesus is saying. Jesus came to earth for a reason, and he carried out his mission. You and I have a mission too. The Lord has us here. He has us alive for a reason. Jesus goes on to say, I revealed your name to those you gave me out of the world. They belong to you, and you gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Now they know that everything you gave me is from you, because the words you gave to me I have given to them. And they accepted them and truly understood that I came from you, and they have believed that you sent me. I pray for them. I do not pray for the world, but for the ones you have given me, because they are yours, and everything of mine is yours, and everything of yours is mine. And I have been glorified in them. And now I will no longer be in the world, but they are in the world, while I am coming to you. So this is like Jesus wrapping up his mission, his redemptive mission on earth. And, um, you know, again, if we want to if we want to imitate his prayer, our prayer to the Father can be similar. And, you know, every day we can say something similar. Father, you gave me work to do. I tried my best to do it. If I failed, I'm sorry. Please give me the grace to do better tomorrow. And then tomorrow you do it all over again. You know, take it one day at a time and you're going to find it a lot easier to do, to accomplish. People need to hear about Jesus. People need to see Jesus in action even more than, than even more importantly than just hearing about him. They need to see him in action, then you can talk about him. So go out, be kind to people, be patient, you know, be peaceful, be joyful, all those fruits of the Spirit. Let them, let them be seen in your life, and then you're going to have a better chance of leading souls to the Father through in Jesus' name, okay? Hey, uh, we're just about out of time. Thanks for listening to me. I love talking about the Holy Spirit, love talking about Jesus. And if you have any questions, please email me at Gary at followingthetruth.com. Tomorrow morning, 6.35 a.m., you can catch me on EWTN Radio on the Sunrise Morning Show. I'm going to be talking about the fruits of the Holy Spirit. Um, That's it. I plan to be back here tomorrow, God willing. I hope you'll be able to join me. Have a fantastic night. And you know what? It means a lot that you hang out with me during this show. Let's keep doing it, all right? I really appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed your time here. God bless you. Talk to you next time. Bye-bye.